सो ग्लैंड आर ऑफ टू टाइप एक्जोक्राइन एंड एंडोक्राइन बाय एक्जोक्राइन वी मीन दैट वॉट एवर सी यू नो ग्लैंड ऑलवेज सिक्रीट सम जूस इट डिपेंड्स अपॉन वॉट इज द ग्लैंड द जूस विल डिफर बिकॉज द एक्शन आर डिफरेंट सो एक्जोक्राइन ग्लैंड विल सिक्रीट दे विल हैव अ डक्ट बाय विच दे विल पॉर द जूस इन द पर्टिकुलर ऑर्गेन Example of exocrine gland is salivary gland, pancreas, and liver. These are called exocrine glands. So salivary gland will have a salivary duct by which it pours saliva into your mouth. There is no blood involved inside this. Pancreas has what? it has a pancreatic duct where it will pour the pancreatic juice inside and it will pour it into small intestine liver will have a bile duct that we've already done in digestion bile duct which will pour the bile juice into which is stored in gall bladder and that also get poured in the small intestine so this bile duct and pancreatic duct together is called a common bile duct they will pour the pancreatic juice as well as the bile juice inside the small intestine just hold on up just one minute Okay, so what I was telling you that there are two types of glands, endocrine and exocrine. I'll just connect to the screen also. Uh, so uh, we say that exocrine glands are the glands which have ducts and they pour their secretion. That means they pour their secretion, which are all we also call juices, respective juices, into the into an organ with the help of a duct. That means they have like a pipeline kind of a thing. okay so if this is my gland and if this is my organ there's going to be some pipe which is going to get connected so and there is no blood involved inside so it is basically no blood it is directly pouring its secretion in as a juice inside an organ so salivary gland pours saliva through salivary duct into the mouth pancreas pours pancreatic juice with the help of a duct into the small intestine so do the liver which pours bile first the bile gets stored in the gall bladder and then the bile duct which is called common bile duct will take it to the small intestine so pancreatic juice and bile juice both are being poured into the small intestine by common bile duct these are called exocrine exo means outside but when we are talking about endocrine gland endocrine glands are also called ductless glands that means they do not have any tubes the way exocrine other also all endocrine glands inside there is a blood passing through it that whenever the blood passes through the endocrine gland 
the juice which we call hormone get poured in inside it it gets mixed with the blood and then it gets carried away to the rest of the body so how do we know which juice is required by which organ this exactly works the way the conveyor belt at the airport works what happens the airport staff will put all the luggage and all the baggages on the conveyor belt right but what happens when the conveyor belt will pass on like the blood is passing in your body but only the right person provided he is not a thief will pick up his own bag because they will identify that this is my bag and he will pick it up similarly whichever hormone is meant for whichever organ that organ will take it up that hormone when the blood is passing through it so this is how the endocrine gland works it is a ductless glands it gets mixed the hormone gets mixed with the blood and then it is carried to all the parts of the body and the target organ will pick it up now let's start reading it the endocrine system the endocrine gland which i told you is a called ductless gland don't do the markings right now i'll send it to you later so far in this chapter we have seen how nerves can carry electrical impulses very quickly from one part of an animal's body to another but animals also use chemicals to transmit information from one part to the body to the other so that's exactly what i told you that is called nervous system this is chemical you also have to know the difference between endocrine system and nervous system it's there uh, ahead now the chemicals are called hormones and the hormones are made in a special glands called endocrine why special because each hormone is made in a different gland endocrine glands have a good blood supply they have blood capillaries running right through them when an endocrine gland makes a hormone it releases it directly into the blood that means it does not require any pipeline to pass it on it doesn't require any duct to pass it on other sort of glands do not do this the salivary gland for example do not secrete saliva into the blood saliva is secreted into the salivary duct which carries it to the mouth so endocrine glands do not have duct so they are called ductless glands these are the three example of exocrine saliva pancreas and liver where pancreas is not only exocrine it is endocrine also we will do it right now once hormone is in the blood what happens so this is your mechanism of action so when the hormone is in the blood it carries it to the all the parts of the body dissolved in plasma so this is one of the function of plasma since you have just recently done that you know that plasma carries the hormones also there are few functions given one of them was this although the blood is carrying many hormones each affects only a certain parts of the body these are called target organs so target organs are the organs which will pick up that particular hormone only for your igcse portion you have to know adrenaline <coughs> in details 
other hormones you just have to know the names but not in details so this is your key definition i have uh, of late observed the key definition sometime carries three marks also ha huh? so don't think it's only one mark yeah your key definition of hormone yeah yeah so every chapter has its own key definition you have to learn it now see these are the main endocrine glands pituitary gland is in the brain thyroid is in your neck it is a butterfly shaped then adrenal gland is right above your kidneys then it is pancreas pancreas as i told you is exocrine as well as endocrine so it will produce its juice also and it produces its hormone also then testes and ovaries are called gonads which are reproductive hormones are produced there okay this we will do in the chapter of reproduction in details now what is adrenaline there are two adrenaline glands one above each kidney they make a hormone called adrenaline when you are frightened excited or keyed up that means these are your stimulus your brain sends impulses along the nerve to your adrenaline gland so now once again our uh, this comes into the play so when the stimulus is picked up by the cns which is your brain it will send an impulse along the motor nerve to the adrenaline gland and this adrenaline gland will then secrete its particular hormone so it secretes hormone and when it secretes hormone the target organs will show the response so let's do that okay adrenaline has several effects which are designed to help you to cope up with danger and it is known as fight or flight response basically what it helps you to face challenges either you are ready to fight or you are ready to run away from the challenge both the ways adrenaline will work you also have to know in this that which organ responds in which way because of adrenaline so uh, pay attention because later i am i am sending you the markings but i want you to think in a particular way first of all it makes your heart beat faster supplying oxygen to your brain and muscles more quickly so why do you require more oxygen you know wherever oxygen is required respiration is going to happen whenever respiration is happening you are going to produce energy so if you observe that whenever you require energy you will get you require you can only get it by respiration and for respiration you require oxygen and you require glucose both of which are supplied by blood to your heart now blood gets oxygen through lungs and glucose come from your digesting digestion it's the end product of digestion of carbohydrates but blood is poured by the heart since i require more oxygen 
my lungs will get it by increasing the breathing rate i will breathe faster and i will breathe deeper that means i will try to incorporate more oxygen in every breath i take also when the heart beat faster that means the pumping of heart is faster oxygen and glucose both are reach to the target organ faster so when i want to run away my muscles will require more oxygen and this will happen so they will ask you an mcq in this you have to know the breathing rate increases it will uh, it will be faster and deeper and the heart beat also increases you will see the question you will know what i'm trying to tell you so this gives more energy for fighting or running away it also increasing the breathing rate so that more oxygen can enter the blood in the lungs the blood vessels in your skin and digestive uh, and digestive system contract so that they carry very little blood and this makes you go pale <clears throat> so when you go pale it gives you the butterflies in your stomach so when you are writing the paper you know sometimes you get that feeling in your stomach you say my butterflies are there in my stomach that's because you are because more blood is getting so that is an indication that you are either frightened as much as blood is possible yes yes therefore you go pale so when you see a tiger in front of you you will go white of because you are too scared or if somebody is doing something you get very angry because there is more blood into your skin either way it works therefore it's called fight or flight hormone so it it, it. no 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 it gives butter yeah it it gives you butterflies in your stomach as much as blood as possible is needed for your brain and muscles in emergency because to run also you have to think na so your brain is also working faster because all the processing is happening faster and the muscles are also co contracting faster so adrenaline causes the pupils in the eye to widen now see what is happening to the pupils the pupils will become widened widen means you will open your eyes with fear so when you are feared you don't close your eyes you open your eyes wide and this allows why because this allows more light into the eye which might help you to see the danger more clearly every reason you have to find it out this happens why it happens so now adrenaline also causes the liver now see the sixth is the liver liver to release glucose into the blood this provides extra glucose for the muscles so that they release energy from it therefore your blood the digestion the liver will give you more blood more glucose rather not blood more glucose because oxygen comes from lungs but glucose comes from the liver so all these things starts working in coordination it's not that okay lungs you take your chance then the liver will secrete everything is working together and this so this is what is it what and why 
you have to know what is happening and why it is happening the, that means the effect on of adrenaline on each and every organ of your body you have to know why okay so now you know that when the glands are producing it the muscles are also contracting because glands will also tell the muscles also to work faster so it's so much interconnected yeah yeah so now just take a minute and see these are the different hormones and these are its function you can read it later and this these are the differences between nervous system and endocrine system so you know they are yeah <clears throat> so now this is an experiment they are trying to prove that phototropism and geotropism how it occurs in the plant shoot so now if you are taking a coleus plant a potted plant and placed in the uh, place its side in dark room overnight the shoot will bend upwards since there is no light we can presume the result to be the response of gravity that means there was no phototropism but it was negative geotropism that means even if there is no light the shoot will still turn upward because it is grow, uh, growing against the gravity so this is not you will say it's growing upward there is no sunlight but still it's growing that's because it is growing away from gravity which is also its response with the stem in the horizontal position so if you have it like this the auxins tend to collect at the lower stem causing faster growth there therefore the stem curves upwards in the same way the bean seedling which is the last picture is just an experiment seedling shown auxins have built up on the lower surface of the root the if see this is to the shoot and now they are talking about his root so what is happening the root the col the effect here is is the opposite to the coleus shoot this this amount of auxin shows a uh, slows down the growth of this side and the radical bend downwards so radical is basically your first root so radical will show the positive geotropism and it will always bend downwards so you will see whichever way i will keep my seed my root will always grow downwards and whichever way i'll keep my plant my shoot will always grow upwards so hence proved that the shoot will show positive phototropism negative geotropism now how do they use hormones plant hormones practically okay so etiolation and weed killers now what is etiolation it's a good question 3 marks question generally seedling grown in dark so what are the condition of the seeds which grow in dark they are pale they are tall and they are thin in darkness auxin also distributed evenly around the tip and shoot grows rapidly upwards but chloroplasts do not develop properly in the darkness therefore the plants without light becomes yellow they become spindly 
and they grow very tall and thin and they have a smaller leaves which are often further apart than the normal plant that means they have a scanty growth scanty spindly growth they have so this is and this kind of plant which grows within darkness is called etiolated plant in these plants if you get the light back so chlorophyll will be produced and they will start growing healthier again but if they do not reach light they will die because they cannot photosynthesize so first they will become etiolated and then they will die so it's not that immediately the plant is going to die it it's going to this 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 entire thing this entire growth of the plant because there is no light is called etiolated okay now what are weed killers basically weed killers are used as a chemicals which are used by farmers and these are basically plant auxins now see how they are killed many people use weed killers in their gardens basically what are weeds they are the unwanted plants and why do they we don't want unwanted uh, the plants because they will compete with all the resources for the plant i have potted so suppose if i have a farm of say uh, uh wheat even if rice is growing it is going to take the resources from a for my it is going to compete for the resources with my wheat plant yeah so what i will do i will try to kill the rice plant so the rice being a weed how will i kill it because if i put some harmful chemical my wheat will also die no so i have to choose a chemical which will affect my rice but it will not affect my wheat so the best way to do is what they will use a type of auxin which is a synthetic form which is not natural which will do what it will be selective weed killer so what will happen when i give that particular auxin for the rice the rice plant will grow very fast and it will die also faster basically it accelerates the life cycle of that plant so the weed will grow fast and they will die fast if you remember that movie pa in amita bachchan have you seen that movie pa where he becomes a very uh, where he is a actually very young boy but he has a hormone in that which grows become he becomes so fast that he becomes old like he's just 6 7 years but he's becoming old and then he dies eventually that means the entire life cycle get accelerated and the death also comes faster so this is what happens these hormones are often the type of auxins usually a synthetic form that is it has been made in the factory and not extracted from the plant such such as 24d it's a it, it's a name of weed killer the weed killers used to kill weeds in lawns are selective weed killers what do you mean by selective weed killers that when they are sprayed the weeds are affected by the auxins but the grasses not and how do they do that the weeds respond by growing very fast then the weeds die leaving more space and nutrients and water for the grass to grow so basically weeds compete for the resources 
and therefore you want to get rid of them and this is how you do that okay and when they die they will any which way remain in the ground and they will form a manure they will form manure which will act as a fertilizer for my other plants so that ends the chapter now and this is a coleoptile coleoptile is basically the shoot tip the shoot tip a covering of the shoot tip is called coleoptile so if the tip is cut off then what happens and then if it is replaced the coleoptile will still grow towards the light that means it shows that it is only growing at the tip it is only the uh, auxins are produced only at the tip but if i will cut up the coleoptile and then put an agar jelly agar jelly permits uh, permits the uh, 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 what do you call auxin to diffuse it is a permeable gel that means it will still grow but what happens if the tip is cut off and separated from the rest of the coleoptile by a piece of agar jelly the coleoptile still grows towards the light but if mica is there mica mica is a substance that cannot diffuse through this it is a metal so what happens if i put between the tip and the rest of this if i put a mica metal so the auxins do not diffuse down because they will block the passage and what i observe that then i cannot show any growth so it proves basically this is an experiment to prove that auxins are produced only at the tip so now they are telling now they are yeah now you know the way all living beings are going to coordinate and they all will respond because even the plants have their own response system now what is the coordination and response in plant call it is called tropism you have to know the difference between taxis and tropism taxis is basically found in animals i will explain that to you in a while but tropism is found in plants tropism is a growth response that means plants grow in a particular way when there is a stimuli okay and taxis is a movement response which is in animals that means you go towards something or you go away from something that is called taxis so first let me explain you this tropism like animals plants are able to respond to their environment although usually much slower response than those in animals in general plants respond to stimuli by changing their rate of rate or direction of growth that means they grow in a particular direction and in a particular speed so both can change according to the stimuli they may grow either towards or away from the stimulus growth towards the stimulus is called positive response and growth away from stimulus is called negative response these responses are called tropism 
so this is your definition of tropism a tropism is a growth response by a plant in which direction of the growth is affected by the direction of the stimulus let me first explain you then if i read it it will make more sense to you now if i'm talking about a plant you know a plant is made up of roots and it is made up of shoot so basically on a bro a broad uh, uh, explanation plant is made up of two parts one which is under the ground and one which is over the ground so this is called your shoot this is called your root now you know what is the function of root the function of root is anchor it anchors the plant into the soil and it absorbs it absorbs minerals and water and what is the function of shoot the function of shoot is to grow different organs like leaf flower fruit whatever so basically for that each organ of the shoot has a typical function like leaves undergo photosynthesis they require sunlight so the the it is a function of the shoot to ensure that the leaf is get, uh, is getting adequate sunlight that means it has to expose the leaves to maximum sunlight so it has to grow higher into the air so that each and every leaf is exposed to sunlight if you are talking about a flower the flower the function of a flower is pollination because only if pollination occurs the flower can turn into a fruit and once it turns into a fruit it needs to disperse the seeds also so all these things are possible only if the plant is right above in the high in the sky therefore it will turn towards sunlight so that photosynthesis is nicely happening and if photosynthesis is nicely happening all other function happen and the root is going away from the light so that it can does it can do its own function that means the sunlight which is called photo because light is photo the shoot is growing towards sunlight but the root is growing away from sunlight but if i am talking about gravity the shoot is going away from gravity and the root is going towards gravity so both of them are showing different response because the stimulus is different one stimulus is light and the other stimulus is gravity so we say that shoot is showing positive phototropism and negative gravitotropism or geotropism so gravitotropism is sometimes called geotropism also but root is showing negative phototropism but positive geotropism that means though the two different stimuli are there there are two different response according to their own function so now let's read it uh yeah two important stimuli for plant okay that we read it it is important 
to the uh, uh, important to the plant that its roots and the shoots grow in appropriate direction shoots must grow upwards away from gravity and towards light that means negative geotropism positive phototropism so that the leaves are held out nicely into the sunlight more the light they have better they can photosynthesize and secondly yeah geotropism is no geotropism is gravitotropism for okay yeah and flowers too need to held up into the air where insects and birds or the wind can pollinate them and also dispersion therefore what will happen the shoots show these two responses but the roots show to the same stimulus but opposite response so roots don't need to grow downwards into the soil because they need to anchor and absorb so they will go down into the soil so roots will show positive geotropism but negative phototropism it's just like giving you an example same stimulus but different responses so if i give you an example for the people who love dog when they see a dog they are going to run toward dog and start playing with them but there are equal number of people who are very scared of dogs so the moment they see the dog they are going to run away from the dog are you getting that the dog remain the same but the response is different for two different people same thing happens root and shoot are seeing the same stimulus but they are responding differently now they do not have a brain so what causes them to do that here again the hormone will come so you have to know in plants there is no nervous system but there is a hormonal system which works of course there are no glands but there is some some way that they do this now let's see what we have seen that an organism to respond a stimulus there must be a receptor to pick up the stimulus and an effector to respond to it so if you see there is a sunlight which is your stimuli so this stimuli is being picked up by a receptor the receptor in a plant is the shoot tip shoot tip no shoot tip no 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 basically the stems are growing so the shoot tip is going to grow now shoot tip will receive the stimulus of this but what will happen the receptor will secrete auxins auxins are the plant hormones so the plant hormones are secreted by the receptor and the they will start diffusing down into the stem the moment the word diffusion comes you know it is from higher concentration to lower concentration and just the region be below the tip is your effector so the moment if i show you that this is my shoot tip 
if this is my sunlight the shoot tip will start secreting the auxins and it will go down but the region over here which is the effector will start and show the response by growing so this area will start growing and it might grow towards the sunlight or away from sunlight but you know that the plants are positive phototropism therefore what will happen it is it that we have to see now uh where are we yeah og yeah shoot tip so one kind of plant hormone is called auxin auxin is being made all the time by the cells in the tip of the shoot so the tip of the shoot is the receptor the auxin diffuses downwards from the tip into the rest of the shoot auxin makes so what is the function of auxin auxin makes the cells just behind the tip get longer that means it is showing growth now what is the function of this the more auxin there is faster they will grow without auxin they will not grow when light shines onto the shoot from all around auxin is distributed evenly uh, around the tip of the shoot so if i show you if this is my stem this is the tip of this if there is a sunlight coming straight from the top it is going to get diffused down and my shoot will grow higher it will go right up but what if the sunlight is coming from this side that means the sunlight is coming from this side that means that it has to bend so how will it bend because if it is growing equally it will go straight now what will what i have to do i have to make this side grow more than this side so that the tip will bend like this so what happens the auxin gets distributed in shoot on the shady side so the side opposite to sunlight will get more auxins than the side facing the sunlight and since this side is getting more sunlight it will grow faster than the side which is getting the the light so because of unequal distribution of one minute let me finish because of unequal distribution of auxins the the shoot will bend if it is getting equal distribution of auxins it will go straight up now you can ask me your questions